you're going to hate me because I come to your town and we beat your team. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Short into the arms of Davis and the superior team all season long was the superior team tonight. Welcome into the All Out Kentucky Podcast, your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football programs. As the summer continues to roll on, the temperature continues to rise, and things are heating up all around the country, and more specifically, things are starting to heat up in Lexington, Kentucky, as we continue to get news and updates regarding both of our beloved programs. And it seems like just about every day, there are some new developments coming in, and me and Sam want to bring all of those updates straight to you guys and keep you all informed about the basketball and the football program. There seems to be some new age drama brewing in the state of Kentucky with our old foe from Louisville. Both of us going after a very good basketball player And some family ties have now swung things, and we definitely need to discuss with all of you. We will then get into Calipari and his 2023 recruiting class. We have some different developments and news to get to. And then we'd also like to talk about John Calipari himself. He was quoted recently... And he had some interesting things to say about kind of the state of where he sees the program, the team, and where he wants things to go and and kind of where he wants the fans' help and, and everybody's help to, to get things back on track. And with that being said, I think there's no better place to start than to kind of talk about that drama a little bit with our, our faux Louisville. But even before we do that, Why don't we just start with the basics and we will go with the fact that we did schedule a game with them for next season, Sam. So why don't you join us and and tell the people about that? Yeah, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. Excited to be back for another episode of the All Kentucky Podcast. And yeah, it's it's very exciting. Um, You know, our our rivals and neighbors over to uh, Louisville finally decided to come out of their caves and actually put us on their schedule for next season. Uh, So that's exciting news. I know they could only hide for so long from the big bad cats and kind of recover, get a new coach that came from our program, try to steal our recruits and, you know, basically mirror our image, but no, (laughs) all joking aside, it is very exciting. Uh, We'll be playing, Louisville at home on New Year's Eve, uh, you know, that's one heck of a way to cap off a year and, and kind of 
what's to come in the year that's followed. And, you know, overall, I'm extremely excited to get Louisville back on the schedule. You know, we definitely missed that game, regardless of what the outcome would have been last year. It's always fun to play your rival, um, especially, you know, when like last year and like this year, we had a really good team and, you know, you hope that you were able to beat your rival, but definitely some great news coming for the cats that we've got them back on the schedule. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I know we kind of joked about it, but um, it is really exciting to be able to see that game scheduled for New Year's Eve. It's kind of a cool way to end the the year, supposedly, um, not the, the season, but just the calendar year um, and kind of turn the page and flip things over. But um, really just kind of looking to see Kentucky and Louisville kind of reignite that rivalry and really... Um, take it up an, a level and kind of get it back to where I think most of the fans, myself included, would like it to be at, where it's fierce, it's competitive, and these teams really go at it every single time they play, and it's just some hard-fought uh, battles out there, and I think um, that's really what everybody wants to see, and I think Louisville is definitely on the right track to being able to get better. Granted, it is... Um, trying to be a mirror image of Kentucky. So I guess we'll just take that as the compliment that it is. Um, But yeah, no doubt, pretty exciting stuff and can't wait to kind of reignite that, that rivalry from the past and and bring it back to life here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I think back to some of my fondest memories of Kentucky basketball, it, it does inevitably come with games against the Louisville Cardinals and, you know, I think back to some of the classics and, you know, I'm excited to get back to those days. And, you know, as much as we joke and like to beat up on Louisville and, you know, the kind of team that they've had the past couple of seasons, we all know that they're a premier collegiate basketball program and they'll get back and they're well on their way. And, you know, Kenny Payne's doing a phenomenal job for recruitment purposes. And I guess that's kind of where we can start, AJ, is as of right now, all of you are probably aware that, For the longest time, DJ Wagner was the number one overall recruit in the class of 2023. Uh, More recently, he has slid just a bit uh, outside of the number one spot, and he's now at the number three spot. But, you know, we're we're splitting hairs when we're talking about this kid's talent and his recruitment. And, um, you know, in my eyes, he's still the number one overall prospect in the class of 2023 for a very long time now. DJ was almost a sure lock to be in a Kentucky Wildcats uniform in 2023. And within the last couple of months, none other than our rival, the Louisville Cardinals and Kenny Payne has really picked up some momentum in DJ's recruitment process. Um, More recently, I guess the, the big news to bring to your guys' attention is Louisville kind of pulled a coach Calipari move and they actually hired Milt Wagner to the staff of the UK athletics program. U of L athletics program. Yes. Sorry. And, uh, Milt is actually DJ's grandfather. So a, a lot of questions first arose when this hiring was announced, because just to inform all of you guys, no athletics department is allowed to hire a family member that is on pay to help with the recruitment process. That is actually an illegal move. However, 
the current position that Milt Wagner will hold within the Louisville Athletics Department will not interfere with the recruitment process. They already got it cleared, so they're good to go there. Um, so it's definitely some splitting hairs. But the reason I brought it up is because Calipari, back in his days when he was at Memphis, actually did the exact same move. So they took another page straight out of the Kentucky Wildcats book and John Calipari's book because John Calipari, when he was at Memphis, he recruited Dijon, DJ's father, and by securing him to come to Memphis, he actually did hire Milt Wagner to staff. So this is the, the second time that Milt Wagner has been hired to uh, recruitment staff in efforts of securing some elite talent in his first son and now obviously his grandson. Since then, and since that hiring of Milt, AJ, um, DJ Wagner's crystal ball for the very first time in his recruitment process has swayed away from the Kentucky Wildcats and it is now in favor of the Louisville Cardinals. So don't get me wrong. There is some official conversation that has been developed since then within big blue nation, within Louisville's organization that has got a lot of people on the edge of their seats. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think initial reactions, AJ, or, or don't get me wrong within big blue nation kind of, alarm setting you know it's it's a panic mode are we going to lose the number one overall recruit that for the longest time we have known was going to be a kentucky wildcat um like i said cal coached dj's father at memphis and for those of you that know this i said this earlier on the podcast a few episodes ago Dijon is one of the most prime examples why coach cal has kind of invented the one and done system because Dijon was going to leave or wanted to stay at Memphis. And Cal was the one that sat down, tore up his scholarship and said, Nope, you're going to the NBA. And then a year later, after making $5 million in the NBA, Dijon was unable to ever play another game in the NBA. And he secured the money and forever has said that coach Calipari is like a brother to him, like a father to him. Um, and basically that he's indebted and, for the longest time, DJ, his son, was basically a Sherlock. Now we've got all these developing news that Lobel goes out and hires Milt Wagner, kind of swings the pendulum back their way as far as his recruitment process goes. So it's just a lot to take in, a lot to internalize, a lot to shift through as far as maybe they do have the leg up on us. But um, ultimately, I don't think that we're out of this race, AJ, nor do I think uh, – that Lowell is a surefire thing for DJ at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I think initial reaction for everyone and um, is always going to be more of a negative reaction than a positive reaction, especially when you get to type some news um, like this. Um, but I think Sam does bring up some good points. And um, when he says that this kid has been committed for a long time and we've been recruiting for a long time, that is very true. Calipari has a good relationship with DJ and his entire family, and this is an ongoing process and something that doesn't just change overnight. A kid doesn't just wake up and say, I'm not going to go there anymore. So um, I wouldn't completely just jump to major conclusions here that, oh no, he's gone, this is the end of it. And I can see why people think that, especially... Um, 
with kind of what we went through last year and into this off season with shade and sharp and just kind of like, well, dang, is this going to be a second number one overall prospect in a class that could just walk out the door and never play a game for our program. And I understand that this year we have some high profile recruits coming in and, um, it's just, yeah, it's, I, I don't even know. It's how tough. To, I, yeah. I don't know, I know how to man. put it's it tough. into words, but I'm just kind of putting myself in the shoes of ever all the other f- fans and everyone who right. follows this program. And like I said, it's just when you, the news in, in it, in it of itself of the crystal ball changing and Milt Wagner being hired is okay. We can live with that. But when you kind of, put it all into context of like where we actually are right now and what's been going on. Um, if this ends up being something that comes true where he does leave well then, you know, that's another conversation and then we might be, um, in a different space, but, um, we'll have to see it's, it's a touch and go subject and, but it is something that's very interesting to think about because, um, I feel like we're almost walking a little bit of a tightrope and things are fine right now, but things could also be very unfine um, if things continue to go in a certain direction, which I don't believe they will. But um, I think that this definitely has put a little bit of a worry into the fans and people around the program, but I don't think that it's something where people need to be freaking out and think the sky is falling. Um it is what it is. We can't change it. And all I can say is that, you know, the sky is not falling. We will be okay. And, um, you know, I don't think Calipari is just going to go down without a fight and let this kid just flip over to Louisville and, and not say anything about it and not have anything to do about it. So yeah, we no shall doubt. see. Yeah. You, you bring up a great point, AJ. I mean, um, it does feel like, in the eyes of the blue nation, the sky is falling to some degree. I mean, you're coming off the heels, AJ of barely losing the recruitment and the number one overall recruit in Cade Cunningham two years back. I mean, it felt like he was coming to Kentucky and then his brother gets hired at Oklahoma state and we lose him. And it's like, Oh, Whoa, that's a tough blow for the cats. Then you do go out and you get the number one overall crew recruit in the next class shade and sharp and we know what we just went through and our hearts being torn out as he just departs kentucky without putting the basketball in his hands then you finally got dj wagner a kid that we have said for a very long time was going to be a sure thing to the kentucky wildcats and unfortunately kenny payne leaves staff he goes to lobel who just to bring you guys up to speed too and have some more texture Kenny Payne has been longtime best friends with Milt Wagner. So that is why ultimately he hired him to staff. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely a recruitment help for them to try to secure DJ. But ultimately, even without a DJ, AJ, I think Milt Wagner still gets hired to Kenny Payne staff because of their relationship and longtime friendship. And Milt Wagner is well-respected within the college basketball realm. But more importantly, I think the most 
vital thing to call out to your guys' attention is what AJ kind of touched on at the end there and how Calipari is not going to go out without a fight for securing DJ Wagner for next year. There's still a possibility, AJ, that we kind of one-up them and Calipari hires Dijon to our staff. I know there has been talks about that. Matt Jones uh, went on KSR about a week and a half ago, and he actually brought that potential scenario happening up. Um, He felt as though that it is within the realm of possibility and that he's pretty sure that John Calipari is exploring all possible options. And he felt as though if that is going to be the ultimate deciding factor, then he's absolutely going to hire Dijon to our staff next year. But he still felt as though that we would be able to secure DJ without having to play that chess move, um, which I really enjoy. Uh, like you said, AJ, the crystal ball, yes, it's shifted to Lobo's favor. It's not like it's 99% to 1%. It's, it's like 60-40 right now. Maybe it's slid a little more to 70-30, but we are still there. The sky is not falling. You are absolutely right. Another thing to add, AJ, is if we're going to talk about family members and how you know his grandfather is now with Louisville, maybe we potentially add Dijon. But even if we don't, DJ's cousin is none other than Kareem Watkins, who currently plays for the Kentucky Wildcats. That is actually his first cousin, and for the longest time, and still to this day, DJ refers to Kareem as his brother. They grew up in the same household. He considers him his blood brother, not just his cousin. This is much like me and yours relationship, AJ. I mean, they grew up in the same house. They fought. They did everything together. And a long time ago, Coach Calipari saw that and that opportunity, and that is why he recruited Cream. and he is obviously just a walk-on bench player, but it's all about relationships, and clearly Cal is doing everything he possibly can to still secure DJ. So I don't want everyone to say, oh, it's a lost cause, they got Milt Wagner, and this recruitment process is dead in the water. That's not the case. We're also recruiting DJ's best friend and current teammate Aaron Bradshaw just because I mean don't get me wrong this kid is an incredible talent and even if we don't get DJ I still want Aaron but we started the recruitment process long before Aaron had even climbed to the top 50 he was well outside the top 100 recruiting and we did it because we knew that if this was going to be a package deal it was worth going off going after Aaron Bradshaw if it meant we could secure DJ so I, I think there's just so much to consider that none of us can make the call on a crystal ball. I mean, like we all know, these are projections of where the recruitment process stands, and this definitely stands far from over. So it's definitely on, and and I'm excited to see how the recruitment process finishes out. Yeah, yeah. last thing I will say, I guess, is um, either way, no matter what happens, um, the rivalry, it's on. It's on, like, regardless of whether you get him oh, at Louisville on. or not, it's on. You start hiring Kenny Payne and you start going after our recruits and uh, you want to be just like us, well, okay, then it's on, all right? And, uh, you know, a long time ago, a wise man once said, you mess with the bull and you get the horns. So be careful what you wish for over there in, in Louisville and uh, just watch your back because... Calipari's been the block yes, around the block a few Amen times, to that. but uh, 
kind of staying on the same topic, but changing gears a little bit, why don't we talk about another guy from the class of 2023, and his name is Robert Dillingham. Sam, why don't you uh, bring the listeners up to speed and kind of touch on him a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. A name that is most exciting in the class of 2023 is, without a doubt, Robert Dillingham. Um, This kid is a point guard. He is the number seven overall recruit in the entire 2023 class. However, he is the number one overall point guard. For a long time, Kentucky has been pressing hard on his recruitment. Uh, It's been an individual that we really wanted, but didn't know how the fit would be with DJ, with Robert Dillingham, with a bunch of other recruits. Obviously, we have one firm commitment next year, and that is Reed Shepard. He's going to most likely play the shooting guard position for us. So, you know, there's a lot of puzzle pieces to make sure that they fit together. Obviously, we always talk about, especially with the class of 2022, how Calipari is very intentional, and he doesn't just form a team with the most highly recruited players every year. I mean, sometimes it works out like that, but most of the time he's very intentional of the type of player he goes after. Um, Robert Dillingham fits Calipari's mold and fits who we want in a point guard. I mean, as you can think back, AJ, some of the most exciting players that have ever played for John Calipari at Kentucky are guards that have gone on to do incredible things at the next level. I absolutely fully believe that Robert Dillingham is that next piece. Um, As of late, our recruitment battle has really heated up and we have finally, for the first time as of two weeks ago, gained three crystal balls that have Robert Dillingham committing to the Kentucky Wildcats. So, I mean, I'm extremely excited of the possibilities that we could have next season. Obviously when I say next season, that's, 2023 after this upcoming season but uh i i mean this is definitely a kid that i want he plays with tenacity he plays with poise he plays with a motor that i absolutely love um and a point guard because that's the guy that's going to be controlling your offense controlling your program and i would handedly give him the keys to the kentucky wildcats that's for sure man yeah, he is a, an absolutely exciting player, kind of along the theme of a lot of the players that we've talked about talked about uh, coming into the program for 2022. Um, so kind of a similar type player, um, a guard, but a true, a true point guard, really. Um, a guy that can run an offense, get other people involved, can score the ball, can shoot the ball. Um, He's got some good size, can play defense, he's fast, can get the ball out in transition, so he can do all the things that you'd like to see your point guard do, and a guy that can really, like Sam said, continue to elevate his game and and take it to another level and another level. Um, So it's super exciting. Um, He did make his announcement about his decision for his college that he is going to attend and that will be coming on june 24th so we have till the end of the month to kind of say our prayer shake our magic eight balls you know do all the (laughs) things we like to do um to get robert dillingham to choose kentucky but no in, in, in all seriousness um realistically it's 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 basically down to, to us in, in North Carolina State 
there are some other teams involved in his recruitment process as far as um, Arkansas, USC, Memphis, um, some different schools like that. Um, but but like I said, it, it really has come down to North Carolina State and Kentucky. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Like I said, till the end of the month, we've got till he's going to make his decision. But um, you know, I'm hoping he wants to be a part of our program and wants to be a part of what we have going on because, like I said, I think he'd be a great fit and, and a, a true point guard to come in and, and lead our team in two seasons. And um, so we shall see what happens, but pretty exciting stuff. No doubt, man. Definitely exciting. He's uh, He's been on quite a tear. He is uh, in the midst of the Nike EYBL circuit, and he actually got to play – this previous weekend in Louisville in front of um, a lot of Kentucky staff that was in attendance. And the feedback is just through the roof right now. AJ's right. I mean, this kid is so for real and it's so exciting that there's a timetable now. I think we're all going to be waiting on pins and needles, but it's not that far off. And hopefully he makes big blue nation extremely happy come June 24th. Yeah, so speaking of other um, decisions, some decisions were made over the weekend because there was a deadline, like Sam had previously talked about, that just passed, and guys who had put their name into the NBA draft had to decide whether they were going to keep their name in that draft or decide to pull that name out, and their were a lot of guys who decided to stay in the draft. There were a lot of guys who decided to come back to school. There are guys who are still in the transfer transfer portal who are not going to the NBA but are not going back to the same school. So a lot of different scenarios out, out there. Obviously, every guy is different. Um, we have had a few different guys that were in that sort of situation. So um, I will start with a guy that we have talked a lot about, and that is... Keon Brooks, and we can just touch on him real quick. Sam, why don't you give everybody an update on where he stands as far as the NBA, the transfer portal, and all of that good stuff? Yeah, so uh, as AJ mentioned, the official deadline was June 1 to either leave your name in the NBA draft or remove and um, stay eligible to play at the collegiate level. And Keon Brooks actually removes his name from the 2022 NBA draft. And AJ, to a little surprise, it sounds like he's actually going to be a Wildcat next year. So that's pretty exciting, right? However, uh, no, I am not talking about the Kentucky Wildcats, y'all. I'm actually talking about the Arizona Wildcats. Um, So... Just to be clear, Keon has not actually made an official decision as to where he will be transferring, but I can absolutely confirm that he will not be a Kentucky Wildcat next year. We have given his number away. We have stripped his name from the program. He has remained in the transfer portal. He has taken his name out of the NBA draft, and um, there's definitely a, a heating up recruitment process that's going on as he, if I'm not mistaken, AJ is considered the number four overall remaining transfer and um next year's class so he is definitely a hot commodity um and it sounds like who's leading the charge is the arizona wildcats and gosh man they are going to have 
a great team. And if they add Keon, I will be a bit jealous. I think he's going to have an extremely exciting season next year, as long as they can carve out a consistent role. I mean, we always talked about that, man. I, I don't want to hate on Keon at all because I'm extremely excited for his opportunities. And I really do think he can be, you know, a big time player at this level. Um, but like we said, it's that consistency. And if he's not going to get a guaranteed role wherever he goes, then it'll be interesting to see what type of player he is next year. Because especially the Arizona Wildcats, AJ, they've got a heck of a team next year. They had a heck of a team this year. And it's very interesting to think about how Keon Brooks fits into that program. Um, You know, it'll also be more interesting to me if – he can get drafted by transferring. I mean, we talked about it, AJ. Anyone who has ever transferred from Kentucky to another program has not gotten drafted. Um, I hope that Keon is the exception there because I really do like what he did for our program. You know, for the most part, he was a vital piece to our success, and I wish him nothing but the best. But, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if he's uh, still a Wildcat next year, just not with, with us. Yeah, it seems like he's gained a lot of interest in the transfer portal, I think, now more than earlier because people know, okay, he's not going to the NBA and he's definitely not going back to Kentucky, so he's for sure kind of a free agent on the market type, if you will. Um, and yeah, Arizona has been going after him. He's got a few other scheduled visits with some other schools um as well so he'll definitely find a landing spot it'll be interesting to see where he does end up landing and um yeah hopefully he can break that trend and have a good season um just not at the expense of the kentucky wildcats at some point hopefully um so why don't we switch over to a guy that will be back and we can stop talking about all the people who aren't going to be playing for our basketball team anymore because jacob toppin has officially decided to come back to Lexington next season. Released a little video on social media saying, I'm back, he's ready to go. Um, Really excited. I mean, we've talked about him at length um, on the podcast, me and Sam both. We like his game. We love his energy. We love the teammate that he is. And we have consistently watched him get better and better since he's transferred over to our program and I really do think that next year is is the year for him to kind of put himself on that map and let his um, game really shine through I mean I think last year he really let his athleticism shine through and in his game in spurts and I think next year it's time for him to really kind of put that all together and, and put that out there on full display and I think that's exactly what John Calipari and the rest of the coaching staff expects from him and I think that's what he expects from himself. And yeah, it's just, I think this is not a surprise to either of us. I don't know if it's a surprise to anybody else. This is kind of where we saw this going. Um, yeah. I was kind of talking about him as being a part of the team weeks ago. I didn't really ever think that he wasn't going to be a part of the team for next season. So this isn't like breaking news to me or anything like that. But I will say that. Um, just getting the confirmation and knowing it for sure now. Um, yeah, I'm just excited about it and I am happy for him and the program and just ready to see him get to work. And yeah, that's, that's about all I have to say. Yeah, I I will say just because it's not, you know, 
breaking news in the eyes of most of BBN, obviously, or in the eyes of myself or you, AJ, but um, does not mean it is not huge news because we needed a Jacob Toppin to return for us to have a ceiling of which we now do for next season. I mean, Jacob Toppin, like you said, AJ, has gotten better and better each season that he has played for the Kentucky Wildcats. He has made leaps and bounds. Obviously, like you said, AJ, his athleticism was on full display last year. When I think about some of the blocks that he made, some of the insane dunks, the 360 dunk against Auburn, I mean, there is just so much to love about his game. And one thing that I would be remiss if I didn't mention is going to be his leadership next year. I fully trust the fact that Jacob Toppin will be our team's leader next year. Um, And I love that. I I love that we're going to be able to put some trust into him, that he's going to have a consistent role. I would not be surprised in the slightest if Jacob Toppin is a starter come the start of next season. Um, You know, it'll be interesting for me and you to kind of dive through who we think are going to be the starting five because it looks like this Kentucky Wildcats team is – basically set we will get into in another episode if we see maybe one more additional ad but for the majority i mean we're basically set at this point aj and um jacob toppin's return is vital to our success i'm extremely excited you know one thing that he mentioned um in his video aj's strive for nine and obviously for those of you that all know kentucky has eight national championships and next year's motto is strive for nine. And, you know, that got me extremely excited. He talked about in an interview, AJ, once he made his announcement as to why he returned, what his goals are. And that mindset is 110% set on a national championship. He knows the pieces that are returning. He knows the type of recruits and the caliber of players that we have brought in for elsewhere from the transfer portal from just true freshmen coming in. I mean, he knows what this team's capable of. And I love that he kind of um, alluded to that and the type of success that he expects out of this team next year, himself included. And one thing that he also did add AJ was that by entering his name into the NBA portal or the NBA draft and uh, eventually removing his name, he got extremely great feedback from NBA personnel across the entire league um, from office managers to actual coaches to recruitment and he got some great feedback and he's taking that back. And basically what he said is that he is now officially on the radar of most of all the NBA programs and they gave him the feedback of what he needs to work on. And I fully expect to have a motivated and captivating Jacob Toppin next year that lets his game be on full display at the highest level and really sets himself up for an opportunity to get drafted, if not in the second round, potentially the first round next year. So I'm pumped up. This is great news, obviously not breaking, but um, nonetheless, I think it's one of the most important pieces that we needed for next year. So um, (laughs) uh, without the risk of going just completely off the rails here but um you said something by accident but the the nba portal now 
<laughs> Could you imagine how wild that would be if the NBA just had a portal? Like every guy who just was pissed off at his team was just like, screw it. I'm going into the NBA portal. I'm leaving. That's like, ridiculous. You'd have new team <laughs> teammates every day. <laughs> the NBA is already absurd with the you know players demanding trades and holding out and not playing until they get their trade or get paid i mean could you imagine an NBA portal oh my, gosh. oh my gosh i can hardly keep my head straight with following the college transfer portal let alone the nba portal oh my gosh yeah that's I mean, hilarious i mean one thing is everyone would truly learn who the good and bad teammates are because there would be some guys stranded there with no teammates and um <laughs> you know I have no. Yep, that would, I, ha, I have no. Telling. Re- yeah, I have no reason for bringing this man to this conversation, but um, just to make me chuckle and maybe somebody else out there, what I would, what I will say about it, if there was an NBA transfer portal, James Harden would be on a team all by himself, and Ben Simmons <laughs> would be on a team all by himself. Those two would be exiled <laughs> with no teammates. They might just end up having to join each other and. Uh, you know. Start their own program. Yeah. Uh, two v five. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean they don't need anyone <laughs> to pass to anyway, so two v five will work. That that's all they really need at this point. I mean, they don't like sharing the ball to begin with. I mean, I guess one of them does, but uh, that's hilarious. What a what a funny thought about that. But I guess to kind of sandwich the good news. In between some bad news, obviously we covered Keon. Um, then we got to follow it up with Jake and uh, Jacob. I will have to, I guess, make the official announcement that it's been long ex- expected, but it is official as of yesterday. Um, Channing Sharp is and was never a Kentucky Wildcat. No, I'm joking. I mean, he he was obviously he was a part of this program, but unfortunately, he officially announces that he is keeping his name in the NBA draft. Um, there are so many raw emotions flying around big blue nation. I totally understand that. And I, I will definitely say that I support all these emotions, all these feelings. If you want to be pissed off, if you want to be upset by all means, everyone has the absolute right. What I will say is just please leave Shaden out of this. It is not his fault. Leave coach Cal's name out of this. It is not his fault. Um, if you're going to point some, you know, hate and some frustration, point it at his camp, point it at his mentor, because um, it's not either of those faults, and it's a difficult situation. I don't necessarily blame Shaden. I don't blame Coach Calipari, but it doesn't work out in our favor, and that's unfortunate. But I wish him the best of luck. It sounds like he's going to be an absolute lottery pick. He will likely go in the top six of the draft. Um, How can you blame an 18 year old for taking that opportunity? I mean, you can't, and I won't. So best of luck to Shaden. You know, it'll be cool to see coach Calipari in the green room with uh, Shaden, hopefully with Ty Ty as well. So it'll be an exciting night and, you know, it's something to celebrate. I know he didn't necessarily step on the court for us, but he still made those players last year better. He pushed them in practice and he was a part of this team just as much as, you know, anyone else. So it's difficult. It's tough, but you know, we'll get over it and hopefully we get over it with a uh, very successful Wildcats program this upcoming season. Yep. I think my only, um, 
silver lining now is the potential of Shade and Sharp getting drafted by the Pistons and potentially turning them into a real NBA basketball team at some point. So um, <laughs> we'll see what happens there, but you never know. Let's hope. Let's you hope. never know. Um, yeah, and then, uh, AJ, the only other thing I was going to mention as far as staying and going, um, you know, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but there is always that underlying question if Kentucky will add one more player or not. Um, I know there were some talks about some potential names that were in the NBA draft that we were potentially looking at for removing their name and opening up the recruitment process back up to potentially be a Wildcat next year. One name that we have mentioned on this podcast was previous five-star recruit and forward Leonard Miller. Um, Me and AJ have obviously studied his game. He is an elite recruit. However, he has foregone his opportunity to play at the collegiate level, and he is leaving his name in the NBA draft. Uh, Lots of talks if he will get drafted or not. If he doesn't, he will likely go the G League route, but regardless, he will not play at the collegiate level. So we can kind of kiss that opportunity goodbye as well. There was a lot of talks about a very highly recruited individual that was um, at one time seen as a sure thing for a Kentucky Wildcat, and that is Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, He actually entered his name both into the transfer portal as well as the NBA draft, and he made the decision as of yesterday to leave his name in the NBA draft. There was a lot of talks about him removing and kind of being a favorite to recommit to the Kentucky Wildcats. Obviously that opportunity is gone as well. So I just wanted to bring those to your guys' attention and just let you know that obviously AJ and I will dive into next episode, maybe the opportunity of still in our eyes, having a chance at landing, maybe one more transfer, um, so stay tuned for kind of developing new de- news there. But I think that kind of wraps up as far as the draft deadline, AJ, and some of the names that were most vital to Big Blue Nation. Yep, that is correct. A lot of deadlines, a lot of decisions, and we will see how everything shakes out. The basketball roster is almost set for next season. So we shall see how things transpire the last thing that we wanted to talk about today was coach Calipari and I'm going to throw it back to Sam actually because he is going to tell you guys about the recent comments made by head coach John Calipari and we will have a brief discussion so Sam why don't you tell the people about what John Calipari said Yeah, so Coach Cal recently went on a radio interview show um, where, honestly, AJ, they they covered kind of everything. Uh, It it was an exciting conversation. Definitely encourage you guys to check that out. You can access it um, from the On3 website brought to you by KSR. But um, basically, AJ, what he was speaking to was, like you alluded to earlier, the state of the program uh, you know, where he sees us going, where he sees um, our opportunities that lie ahead, um, reflecting kind of on last season. And what struck me was that Coach Cal is one of us. <laughs> I mean, like, don't get me wrong, AJ. Most of the day, of every day, I'm not thinking about our loss to St. Peter's. 
but I would be lying if it doesn't maybe cross my mind at least once and it still has that sour taste. And that's something that coach Cal brought up. I mean, he just frankly said, I'm still sick to my stomach and I lose sleep over that loss. And I think that was reassuring to some degree, just that coach Cal has not let that gone to the wayside. He's going to use it as motivation. Obviously, as we talk through our roster, there is a great core that is coming back from last year's team. And I think coach Cal is going to use that as a massive opportunity to motivate this program and this team next year. And just um, make sure that we're focused early and often and that, you know, there, there cannot be a lapse like there was last year. So I think that was awesome. Um, very reassuring, but then coach Calipari got into the current state of business and where our program is and where he sees us going. And one thing that he actually was quoted on and, and did say is that he absolutely finds it necessary that we get back and return to the quote gold standard of college basketball. He said that there is absolutely no excuse why the Kentucky Wildcats basketball program is not the pinnacle of all of college basketball. And he feels, uh, feels as though we've let that slip just a bit. Um, and that's sad. So one thing he was kind of challenging himself and Mitch Barnhart to get together on is the investment opportunities of our facilities. Um, he feels as though we're lacking in that area and that there is no reason where when a recruit comes to Lexington for a visit that he is not absolutely blown away by our facilities and our program. Um, so I was hopeful that that's an area of opportunity with Mitch Barnhart and coach Calipari. Obviously we'll need them to see eye to eye as far as the investment goes there. Um, but don't get me wrong. I mean, when we first look at the upgrades that are happening to Rupp arena right now, holy crap, I cannot wait to get back into that facility next year. I mean, it looks incredible, but more importantly, it has to happen at our practice facilities. It has to happen in our living quarters. It happens to happen in our cafeterias. Everything that that those players touch and encounter on a daily basis has to be, like he said, the gold standard. And I totally agree with him. I think it's unfortunate that we've let that slip. I don't necessarily blame Cal. I just think, um, that happens over time. You can't be upgrading your programs every year. I mean, that's just not possible, but um, I'm glad that he brought it to everyone's attention and that it was on his mind and that he was going to have a conversation with Mitch Barnhart. And then I'd say the most important thing that he mentioned as well in that category is that he really needs and wants to revamp midnight madness. Um, obviously, as you guys all know, that is our first official practice where we get to televise it. Um, Everyone typically goes out and gets to watch the cats practice. And for a really long time, back when I was a student, AJ, when I first got to Kentucky, students had to camp out to try to secure tickets for that. The hype around the program at that point was just absurd. And since then we've stopped doing that. And that was actually something Cal brought up in the fact that he wants to revamp midnight madness. He wants to add back tenting and camping to secure tickets tickets he wants to really just reinvigorate our fan base and our students to get excited about this program going forward it's it's needed man i mean he was honest i mean he didn't like where our 
program was, but he sees opportunities and he addressed it. And he said that's something that he is working hard and diligently with Mitch Barnhart. So let's hope that they see eye to eye and they make some necessary changes to our program. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Sam, I appreciate um, you going over all that of, about what John Calipari said and filling the people in in case they didn't get to see all that or hear all about it. And um, honestly, the biggest thing that I took away from all of it was just the fact that um, Coach Cal is really kind of taking it personal in a good way. Um, he could have been very kind of arrogant about that loss and just said like, you know, well, I've accomplished this, this, and this, and we did this, this, and this, and so it's not a big deal. And he also could have been like ashamed of it and just been like, it's embarrassing and blah. But I think he, he took some time, he's reflected on it, and the human aspect of it is, yeah, it stings, it hurts, and I still think about it from time to time. But I think he has kind of let that sink in and now he's letting it motivate him and like you said to use your words and reinvigorate him and kind of bring that energy back to the program um i think it's 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 only natural um when you have success and over time to kind of cool off and relax a little bit and i think sometimes it takes something like a saint peter's loss to kind of smack you upside the head a little bit almost and say like hey mm -hmm. what was it that got me to this point and right. it was the hard work and it was the attention to detail and it was all these things and now not saying that they don't do that anymore but the intensity level might not be there as much and i think that this is something where cal can set that tone going forward and I think that's the tone that he wants to set and that will kind of lead the charge into the future of where we're headed um, for next season and beyond. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I think he's taken it to chest and I think he's taken an opportunity to revamp our program, which is much needed. Um, you know, we're the Kentucky Wildcats and there's, I totally agree. No reason whatsoever that we are not the gold standard in college basketball so we will continue to be so and i'm excited for what's to come i i really do think that we've got a heck of a program for next year i think we do and will see a reinvigorated coach calipari um you know again there's light at the end of the tunnel just stay coarse stay excited and get pumped up for next season big blue nation Absolutely. And I think on that note, Sam, we will wrap things up. That's about all we have for tonight. And also, I believe the fourth quarter of game one of the NBA finals is about to start. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up so we can catch the end of that. Yes, um, sir. Go seas. Yes, sir. And with that being said, again, Sam, thank you for joining me again tonight for another episode of the All Out Kentucky podcast. Please remember to like, share, follow the podcast, and follow us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore John Bradley, and you can follow Sam at SamBrad66. And that'll do it. Until next time, Sam. See y'all. Take care. There's only one thing left to say. Oh.
Cats, 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 cats.